Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 84. We're back at it. Season three, we are focusing on spiritual habits that we can incorporate into our lives to grow our relationship with God. We want to grow up as that message version says. Absolutely. And and we, you know, we said at um at the outset of this is that um spiritual habits, they are not a they are not an end in of themselves. They are means to an end to create space and room in our lives to um to hear God's voice, to draw closer to him. So these are these are tools for us to draw closer to God. And so, uh, so that's, that's, we, we don't want to ever get into the habit of checking a box, right. but these habits are designed to draw us closer. Or thinking that doing these things makes God love us more. It's Perfect. not earning more it. credit. Absolutely. It, it does enable us to know and rely on God's love for us more, but it's not a credit thing. It's not a check the box. Absolutely. All right. Question for you. Okay. All right. Um, what is your absolute favorite food or drink? And what if we took that from you? How would you feel? Okay. You could never, ever drink it again. You could never, ever eat it again. Your favorite food, your favorite drink. How would that make you feel? Okay. So are we, well, now I'm trying to overthink it. (laughs) Just straight up favorite thing to eat that would make me so sad to never eat it again would be chocolate chip cookies. A chocolate chip cookie. I'm kind of simple, but I really like baked chocolate chip cookies. I like chocolate chip cookie dough. Okay. That would be sad to never eat it again. If we're talking like healthy and sustenance and that sort of a thing. It's just straight up, straight up your favorite food. Okay. Chocolate chip cookie. What about, what about drink? Um, I mean, I do drink coffee every morning. I do think I could survive without it though. Like once okay. you break okay. that caffeine, uh, addiction. Okay. But All right. I could, I could, I could say goodbye to it. Okay. I, I think one for me, um, I, I could say goodbye to this, but it would be very hard. I've, I've gotten over the last year. I've grown to love uh, nothing bunt cakes. Oh, yes. They are just so moist. I don't, I don't I, even like cake particularly. You don't? No. But, like cake is something I, I could say no to, but those that is that is. It, it is absolutely favorite, my favorite cake right now. And I will we'll go and I'll buy like five or six of them, the smaller ones. The little ones. mini yeah, ones. the little mm-hmm. mini ones. And so I think if... if if I could not eat that, I, I probably would survive, but it would be very, very Just difficult. Just a little hole in yeah, your heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for it. So why, why are we talking about this? Well, we're talking about this because there's a habit that uh, actually deprives us, us, us of something, but not to penalize us or it's not punitive, but it's actually to create space and room in our lives for God. And that's called fasting. Now we've, we've heard this before. People have probably heard it and probably have done fasting before. Some people have probably been frustrated by fasting and I can't do it. I don't know how. And, and I don't understand the yeah. reasons why. I think why. even intimidated, intimidated by it. By it. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like you're telling me that I'm not going to go without, I'm going without food or something that I love. Love, mm-hmm. but I think when we understand the reason behind fasting, I think um, I think people might have a different view of fasting. So, so let's talk about first what fasting is not before okay. we jump into fasting. So, what is what what is fasting not when we talk about it? It is not 
a diet or a weight loss plan. Yes, yes. When we're talking about spiritual fasting, for sure, intermittent fasting is yep. a very popular eating style, I guess, yep, yep. right now, um, which has similar actions. But the purpose of this is not just physical deprivation. Most often we think of prayer prayer and fasting, that they go yep. together. So yep. this is not just not eating food for the sake of dieting hungry or yeah, exactly dieting. exactly so, so it's not it's not this trendy faddish kind of um discipline mm-hmm. and and again as you mentioned um if intermittent fasting and some other is very trendy now but we're talking about something totally different mm-hmm. um, because it has a different purpose it's not for weight loss but it is for um, connecting, uh, connecting with God. So if we had to define fasting, we're defining fasting as, um, depriving ourselves of some sort of desire, mm-hmm. letting go of an appetite, um, to seek God on, uh, matters that deeply concern ourselves, other people, and the world. It, it truly is this idea of, I am going to give up something that I love for the God that I love more. And so, um, so that's kind of the idea behind fasting. Now, the immediate context of fasting is food, but there's a big debate out there, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it is just food or whether it is, uh, it is more than food. So other things beyond food. Yeah. So, um, so what do you, what do you think of that? Yeah. So in the Bible, when it talks about fasting, um, it is talking about not, or denying yourself food. But my personal opinion, I think there is benefit and can be spiritual encouragement that comes through giving up other kinds of things. Like Absolutely. Not watching Netflix for a period of time or giving up social media or dessert or depriving yourself, maybe not of food completely, but different elements of it. All Again, not for the purpose of just deprivation, but to draw your heart to the Lord, yep. to remind you to pray, absolutely, to even acknowledge um, sacrifice, yeah. and, and to be um, relating to relating to Christ in His sacrifice through those things. So, yes, not eating food for a day, for a meal, for a period, and giving up something that you love. Yeah. Maybe it is Absolutely. coffee or bundt cake or <laughs> chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. And 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 again, your your point is so is is well taken. It's something that you love. It's an appetite that you have. If you have an appetite for man, I, I go home and I watch Netflix and I just kind of binge on and I can't live without this episode. And I know we that's hyperbole in a sense, but there are individuals who say, you know, I gotta have it. And they or if um if they don't have have their phone with them, or if they are not checking their socials, there's something that 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 it, it feels like a hole in their heart if they don't have that. Mm-hmm. And so the question becomes: Can I give that up for a period of time so that I draw closer to God? Now we just finished uh, a little while ago. We just finished Lent, where individuals gave yep. up something in order to draw closer to God. And so, um, so I think there's this sense where. Uh, it, uh, Lent doesn't just have to stop during the Easter time or before mm-hmm. Easter. We can actually extend it to say, what am I willing to give up for the sake of uh, going deeper in my love uh, for God? So now that's that's the that's what it is, what it's not. So where do we find this in Scripture? 
Yeah. Probably the key passage is in Matthew chapter 6. This is in the Sermon on the Mount. Yep. Jesus is talking. And this is right in the middle. He's talking about giving. He's talking about praying. And he talks about fasting in Matthew 6, 16 to 18. Maybe I'll just read it because it's very short. Um, he says, And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. So what do we notice? Well, first of, first of all, right away is... Um, uh, Matthew says, or Jesus says, when you fast. Yeah. So, so fasting is not, I know it's going to sound weird, but it's not optional. Yeah. It was something that was a part of the religious life of a disciple of Jesus. And, um, and so, so Jesus says, when you fast, not if you fast, mm -hmm. uh, but when you do fast, then this is how I want you to do it. And then he gives some of the things that we should not do, and then some of the things that we should do, and then ultimately how God responds to the right kind of fasting. So what are some things that we should not do? Yeah, it is not to, we are not to attract attention when we are doing it. This is not, oh, I'm so hungry. I'm fasting today. Right. And or walking around with a big gloomy expression. Yeah. Carolyn, so what's, what's wrong, wrong with you? Oh, well, I'm, I'm fasting. fasting. <laughs> Yeah. I'm super spiritual. Yes. So. <laughs> uh, so we are not to attract attention. Yep. Just carry on with our day. Yep. It's, it's personal. Yep. It, uh, it's not a public thing. It may be something we do with others. Maybe Absolutely. your small group, maybe even your our church has a period where we're fasting together yep. um, and praying about a particular topic. But it is something personal. It is not, you're not to attract attention. Yep. So we have the um, the, the negative part um, of Jesus's command, not to attract attention, do not look gloomy. But then he says, this is how I want you to do it. I want you to, as you mentioned, carry on your day, wash your face. Don't look like you're fasting. It's a private act of worship to God. It is between you and God. As you mentioned, you can do it with community. So um, you, you're not like saying, look, Look, look at us, we're fasting, but it's really going after something, going after the heart of God in, in this case. And so when, when we do it as a private act of worship in secret, then God sees that. Now, we're not fasting so that we can be rewarded. Right. We're fasting to draw closer to God. And the residual of that is God sees it and says their hearts are turned toward me and I'm going to reward them. And part of the reward is not a new car, is, is not, you know, checks in the mail. I think part of the reward and the biggest part of the reward is that God rewards us with himself. Mm -hmm. He rewards us with a closer fellowship, a closeness to him that says, like, like I can sense God's presence and I can sense that he is answering this particular prayer. Now, the residual that God does answer prayer sometimes when he sees our sacrifice in that way. But I think I think the biggest part is giving up something that I love for the God that I love more. Yeah. And God in return says, I will reward you with myself. Yeah. And so we started getting into the why of fasting, but let's let's press in on that a little bit more because it it is um, 
a closeness with God. It also helps bring focus and clarity. Yep, I mean, that, absolutely. that may be a reason why you fast. It's just you have a big decision coming up um, and you want to know God's direction. So you're just clearing distraction. Yep, absolutely. Um, again, whether that's food or whether that's Netflix and and those things that are very routine to us, whether that's coming home and scrolling through social media or having breakfast, breaking the routine. Yeah. I, the times when I fasted, that is what is, it, it is like a trigger, like, oh, instead of eating breakfast right now, I'm doing something different. Yeah. Or instead of scrolling, on the, when I have that thought of like, oh, I'm just going to sit and scroll on Instagram. Oh, nope, I'm not doing that right now. And that then draws my attention to God. So yeah. giving fo greater focus and clarity. I love that because if, if you're not eating, if you're not eating breakfast or eating lunch, you're not worried about, okay, what, what, what are we eating today? Where are we going for lunch today? It's no, I'm, I'm, I'm actually focused on, um, I'm focused on, um, what God is drawing me to right yeah. now. But so the Bible is replete with, with so many reasons to fast. Uh, you mentioned the focus and the clarity. I think it's also to strengthen prayer. You mentioned earlier that prayer and fasting is seems, seem to actually go together mm -hmm. in scripture. It strengthens our prayer life. It strengthens our time of prayer when we pray. So we're not just fasting just to go without food, but we're fasting in that time. And and this is one of the ways we can do it. When we're fasting, the time that we would eat for breakfast or lunch, we are now taking that time to spend time praying mm -hmm. and asking God, you know, whatever, bringing whatever concern that we have before God. So it strengthens prayer. Uh, seeks, uh, it, we can use fasting as a vehicle and, a, and to leverage a seeking guidance to inquire of God. God, where do you want me to go? Where do you want me to live? Who do you want me to marry? What what future, the, the future you have for me? Um, and, and give me focus and clarity as to your will for my life. So it can be to focus our, uh, to seek guidance from God yeah. on some very important issues. What are some other uh, reasons why we fast? Um, it, it also is just a, an act of surrender. Yeah. yeah. And connecting. And now I hate to say it because there is no comparison between Christ's sacrifice on the cross and giving up social media <laughs> right, right. or dessert or right. breakfast and lunch on any given yeah. day. But it does remind us of his sacrifice. Yeah. A, a small sacrifice on our part can remind us, and and we do then, um, we share that with yeah. with Christ, and it reminds us to be grateful for His sacrifice, far greater than yeah. the one that yeah, we're yeah. doing. Yeah. Um, but again, just pointing us to that and reminding us there's value in surrender. It's so opposite of our Western culture that says more, take care of yourself, yep. bring it on, yep. all the things. And so when we deliberately choose to make a sacrifice, um, that's not only countercultural, but that that is good for our hearts. Yeah. You're, you're saying something that I think it, it, it actually um, frames it, especially when we fast and it um, and it might feel tough and it might feel like, I don't know if I can do this. And I, man, breakfast, I'm used to breakfast, I'm used to lunch. And you're asking me to, you know, or God is asking me to, to give up something. When you put it in the context of Jesus gave up his life, mm -hmm. I can most certainly give up a burger for lunch. Yes. Uh, or I can most certainly give up eggs and bacon or toast for, for breakfast. Because when I put it, as you mentioned, in the light of his sacrifice, it, it makes the little sacrifices we make of giving up something 
so minuscule that it's like, no, I think I can go a couple of hours without a meal so that I might draw closer to the one who gave up everything for me. I can give up something yeah. for him. Yeah. Uh, for the one who gave up everything for me. And so um, so I, I love the framing of that, especially when it gets tough, mm-hmm. is thinking about his sacrifice. So when the hunger pains come, it's like, whoa, let me think of the 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 real pain or the the, the pain, the excruciating pain he went through mm-hmm. giving up something for me. And mm-hmm. so I think if we think of it that way, the way you mentioned, I think it helps us get, and this is not something just to get through. It really is to say, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to engage in this spiritual practice because I believe in the end, it is going to draw me closer, draw me closer to God. So I love the framing of it. I love the, in the context of his sacrifice, I can most certainly give up something, a meal or two or Netflix for his sake. Yep. And there are a number of other there are a number of other uh, reasons why we fast to express grief and repentance to humble ourselves before God kind of in line with surrender mm-hmm. uh, to overcome temptation. If you're dealing with a temptation, you can say, God, I'm going to fast um, from food or from other things or the thing the very thing that's causing the temptation. I'm going to fast so that I might gain strength uh, to overcome some of these temptations to dedicate ourselves to God. Um, you know, uh, you know, we look at Samson and John the Baptist, the Nazarite vow, they gave up something mm-hmm. so that they might dedicate themselves to God. And so I think we, there are a number of reasons, uh, why we fast, but those are, those are just a few that the Bible talks about. So how do we do this? Yeah. How, how do we do this? And there's not just one way. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, and even getting to the heart behind it, you might fast or I might fast for a specific reason, yep. whether that's a decision that's coming up, um, maybe it is a something, a new job and or a new relationship. There might be a time where you just really want to dedicate some focused prayer and yep. fasting absolutely, in preparation for a specific reason. Or it could be something that you do as a regular habit, yep. as a regular rhythm. Both of those, great. Both of those, all that we've said so far, still apply to all of that. Absolutely. Um, and then, this is just for me personally, I really encourage you not to overthink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a specific habit, a spiritual habit that I have wanted to grow in, yeah. but I've spent so much time in my head about it, yeah. like trying to figure out, okay, what's the best day of the week that I could fast? And could I actually go breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Or, you know, is it going to be too distracting? And we don't want to make it legalistic, right? Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. yes. So just start, choose, start somewhere. Le- you know, babies learn to walk before they run. Love it. So if it is giving up breakfast one day this week, yeah. that is a wonderful place to start. Use that time to meditate on scripture and pray. Yep. And um, now what what doesn't, I, I was, Tanya and I were talking about this earlier. And so I do, I do IF, I do intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. And so, so if if I don't already eat breakfast, so it doesn't really count if, if I'm saying, okay, I'm giving up breakfast. Yeah. I already do that. But if for me, it would be whether it's lunch or dinner. So it's, it's taking those period of times where 
um, where it you can feel the sacrifice. Yes. And so uh, so that's a that's a how check with your doctors. If um, again, if you uh, have to have food at a certain time, mm-hmm. then um, then please check with your doctors about about that. We don't want to um, cause any kind of medical emergencies uh, in uh, when when you fast. So. And also related to that, if um, disordered eating. Yep or different food-related issues have been a struggle or currently are a struggle for you, I would not do this alone. For sure, talk to, um, whether that's a counselor or a doctor or a close friend before you would enter in. Food can be very tricky for some people. And um, just remember the the motive behind this and not, and and it may be something where you need to to fast differently uh, because of that. Absolutely. If you're a married couple, you can do, you can fast as a couple. You mentioned community. One of the things I'm kind of, not kind of, but I'm really excited about that, that hopefully in the fall is calling our entire church to corporate fasting and prayer, um, like, like throughout the year, mm-hmm. um, a certain day of the week where we gather together as a church. And we just know that as a church, we're going to be fasting together, fasting around certain things. And just because we want it to be a part of what it means to be a disciple. And then I think the last thing is, is that, um, we see in Matthew chapter four, the spirit led Jesus yeah. to fast um, and pray in the wilderness, and I think we we want to be um, we we want to be led by the Spirit. I think sometimes the Spirit will call us to a fast, so so for us to be aware and to acknowledge that oh, He's calling me for a season of fasting for my marriage. He's calling me for a season of fasting for my children. He's calling me for a season of fasting for other areas or for my neighbors who might not know Jesus. So I think, I think that, that, um, it's not just, Oh, I wake up one morning and I decide, even though you can make it a rhythm, but I think sometimes also we want to pay attention that the spirit does call us to fast as well. Yeah. That's great. So as we wrap up, what can we believe about God ourselves and others from this habit of fasting? Yeah, I think, I think, God wants to give up, give us himself. Um, he, I believe that he wants to give up, give of, give us himself. And I think he says, if, if there is not room in your life for me, mm-hmm. are you willing to give up something mm-hmm. so that you might get more of me? And so, uh, because he wants to give us himself, um, I, I, I think that's a call. That's an invitation for us to be able to give up something that we love uh, for the God that we love. Uh, we love more. Yeah. Yeah. And add a, add on to that because I do think that's so beautiful. And that's the kind of perspective we want to have on fasting. Yes, we are giving something up, but it is for this greater relationship. Absolutely. Um, is that idea of remembering and yeah. how whether it's the hunger pains, whether it's the itch to scroll social media, whatever it is that reminds us of the sacrifice that we are choosing, that is such so important. God says over and over, remember, 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 because we're very good at forgetting. So this fasting rhythm can change things up in our routines and cause us to draw closer to Him. Yeah, love it. Yeah. It's been a good conversation. Yes. Thank you, friends, for joining us. Encourage you to have a spiritual conversation with someone else this week. 